Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 85 of the J Situation Podcast. I'm recording this on October 26th, 2021. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How have you been doing during this fine fall weather we're having? I, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I am doing very well. Uh, although busy, things are trucking along. And holy smokes, it's almost deer season. It's coming, dude. It's close. I'm excited to do this podcast right now for you. I am. But I'm also excited to finish doing this podcast because there's a big bowl of deer chili waiting with my name on it. <laughs> I, I, I've been making gigantic batches of this deer chili lately every weekend. And I've been eating it throughout the week, you know? My girl gets sick of it, but I never do. Like, I, I'm one of those people who can eat the same thing every day for weeks or months. Like, I, I'm an insane person. Like, I'm, I'm just a weirdo, right? But there, there is nothing like a good bowl of deer chili. And man, when the weather changes like this, it's all spicy and hot. You put cheese on it. Man, it is, dude, it is ridiculous how good it is. So it feels so good. It feels so good to eat something that you killed yourself, you know? It makes you feel powerful because you are powerful. <laughs> you are, though. Um, less than two weeks, fam. Like, that's right. I, I, now, I'm not I'm not a huge early season deer hunter per se. Uh, though I do hunt early season. I, I don't get super serious until the rut. Um, and, and that, you know, when I'm chasing bucks that have a blatant disregard for their own safety due to their raging hormones. <laughs> okay. That's basically, um, what I do, you know, so, uh, for those of you who don't know, you know, deer only mate once per year. Okay. And everyone knows that when a guy is looking for a chick, he's not thinking straight. Okay. That's just how we operate. We're not thinking, we're not thinking with our brains. You understand? So, uh, that's when it's best to murder him. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm super stoked about suppressed rifle hunting this season. And I was actually thinking of also doing some supersonic 300 blackout suppressed hunting. So, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll kind of hit that a uh, little bit today uh, in the episode here. Uh, now, which silencer will I be using for hunting? You know, well, there are quite a lot of choices. And if you are looking for one, once you know what you want to get, one place that sells such items is Silencer Shop. And the J Situation Podcast is proudly sponsored by Silencer Shop, the most efficient and intelligent way to purchase silencers. It is. They're, uh, they're not on my dealer of choice, but they are my infrastructure of choice. Um, really, it's the innovation they, they bring to the community as a whole. Uh, the, little, the little QR code they pioneered on the Form 4 that the ATF scans in. You guys have all heard me speak about this. It's it's relatively well known now that ATF doesn't have to fat finger in the data. During their data entry tasks, they can scan the code on the form there, uh, greatly reducing the risk of data entry errors, therefore in lowering the error rate in general for form in the form submission process and the form review process. And so that, um, you know, in the dark days, Prior to this digital technology, we uh, we did have some errors, and then when the when the great uh, when the great tax stamp rush 
was upon us and everyone figured out everyone and their mom figured out you could own all these title two weapons and atf couldn't keep up you know you started to have a lot of errors and stuff so the sponsor shop came in they were for you know the owner of the sponsor shop was frustrated with it he's like dude how come this takes so long how come there's such an arduous process and he, you know he's a smart guy computer programmer came from intel his name is dave he's a cool dude and he was like you know i'm gonna do this uh, intelligently and he did so he made a kiosk, and you know you can use the kiosk. You, you scan your fingerprints in there, uh, t- take a picture. You put your picture in there. All your biometric info is uh, secured, encrypted electronically, and you know you use it when you need it. When you buy a silencer, you know you you cut down on errors. You simplify your pi- silencer purchasing process. Money back guarantee. No paperwork errors. Just you and your silencer with no drama. It truly is silencer ownership simplified. It is. It is. You know. It's is that an ad? Absolutely, it's an ad. Do I believe in it? Absolutely believe in it. You know, wouldn't be wouldn't be saying if I, if I didn't. So it's cool. Check it out. And if you don't want to use them, that's fine too. Don't. But I actually don't care. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the truth of it. But what I do care about is our next sponsor, P Science, pushing the sponsor industry forward, one test at a time. Visit PewScience.com for the suppression rating, the simplest and most accurate. Hearing safe ratings for your suppressed small arms, and boy, howdy, are you guys going to see something this week, I tell you what. We're not going to get into that too far right now, but uh, so, some foreshadowing for you. You know, it's it's interesting. The, the suppression rating is based on true human sound perception, and it is in Section 5 of the Sonser Sound Standard on PewScience.com. Okay, that, that whole standard is going to walk you through gunshot noise step by step from the basic phenomena all the way to the hearing effects. Okay, it's pretty cool. And the suppression rating, it's going to let you know how silencers stack up in comparison to one another with regard to sound at the muzzle and at the shooter's ear. And it's going to give you a hearing safe dose limit for the particular platforms on which the silencers are tested. Okay, if it's a higher number, it sounds better. If it's a lower number, eh, it's probably going to sound harsher or, or not as pleasing to you or louder. Okay, these are all flowery terms to describe the objective quantity of hearing response. Yeah, so that's all there is to it. You're not going to find this anywhere else. It's, it's very difficult to compute, and that's why we do it for you here at Pew Science. That's right. And um, the sixth section of the standard has all the reviews. They're extremely detailed. You might say to yourself, Jay, this is um, ridiculous. And I, how could you possibly expect me to read all this information? I want the bottom line. I say, no problem, sir or ma'am. Please visit section seven, rankings. You can sort to your heart's content with regard to the Sound signature ranking at the muzzle and the shooter's ear there on the table. And if you uh, when you see something you like, you can click, uh, and the, each line of the table there has a hyperlink to the review in section six. So you go you go back track, you click that, you go back to section six, and you you peruse at your leisure. That's right, okay, it's a database tool for you. Now, you know this is all well and good. You say, oh, that's interesting, Jay. I I make silencers and silencer accessories. I'm the Hank Hill of silencers. I say, well, that's good to meet you, sir, or ma'am. Uh, you know, it's 2021. I don't judge. I say, how are you doing? He say, well, I'm great, but I want to know how to use this for my own product. I say, no problem. If you're a manufacturer and you would like to use PewScience for private testing or consulting services, there is a form on the website with which you can submit that inquiry. Okay, your contact information and all test data that we produce for you will be held in strict confidence. Okay, unless, of course, you want to release it to the public and... Far be it from us to forbid you from doing that. I mean, we can, we conducted the work. We believe in the in the uh, the test results and analysis. So why wouldn't we show it off to the world? 
And that, of course, can be done if you so choose. And we've done that a few times. You can see uh, see that on the website there. Now, if uh, if you folks, you know, you you want to help out Pew Science, you know, you can support this podcast that I do for you every week. You can support the Pew Science Initiative, the R and D, the testing that we do for all the members by joining with and becoming one of the members at PewScience.com. It'd be great. You know, it's a small monthly fee. And, you know, think of it as a small monthly donation. And, you know, if, if, if you can't do that and you can't swing that, that's totally fine. Spread the word. That doesn't cost you anything. You know, you rate the podcast on your favorite favorite podcast provider. You, you let folks like iTunes and the general public know that silencers and guns are awesome. Okay, if we normalize suppress small arms, then uh, we stand a better chance of winning winning the war. What is the war, you may ask? It's a war on personal freedom. That's what it is. Keep that in mind at all times. Thank you. Okay. Four top. <laughs> Whoever gets that reference might get a sticker whenever I start selling those. Um, four topics for you today. Topic one. New sound signature review coming this week. Finally. Will it be worth the wait for you? All signs point to probably. <laughs> probably no, it'll, no, no, but it probably will be nice for you. Topic two. What do you guys use to kill deer? And this is what I was talking about earlier. What do you guys use to kill deer? I mean, are you actually using 300 blackout? Be honest with me. Are you shooting deer? Are you shooting a medium-sized game with 300 blackout? Okay, I'm thinking I'm. Uh, this might be the year. This might be the year that I I'm gonna I'm gonna ease my way into the pool with with a super supersonic 300 blackout. Maybe. I mean, I'm I'm gonna use 308 first, and then maybe I'll take a doe with it. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, topic three: listener questions. Oh, we're gonna dive back in. Your questions are always great. I figured that what a what better time than now to continue. And then topic four: a great big welcome. To our new Pew Science member supporters from across the nation, we are making this happen together. We are. I'm thrilled with that, actually. Okay. So we are going to, without further ado, we are going to move into topic one at a time of 10 minutes and 39 seconds. Not the fastest, not the slowest. Well, you know, got a little bit long-winded today. A little, a little more wind in my sails this week. I tell you what, guys, this la- that week before, I was dying. I had I had this huge deliver. I wish I could tell you about it, but I can't. Um, it, it wasn't a Pew Science thing. It was, another, it was a different thing. And um, it was a huge research proposal I was working on for the U.S. government. And uh, it was really cool. I hope we get it. Might not. That's how those things go. But um, it took me a while. So I was like really, and plus I have all my other stuff to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know how that is? Like when you're like, you're working towards something crazy and you have all your other stuff to do. Well, and then of course I also run Pew Science. So I have that too. So I was hanging on by a thread, my friends. And that's one of the reasons you didn't get a sound signature review last week. Okay. But this to- the purpose of this topic is to tell you that it is coming this week. And I think it will be worth the wait for you probably. Thank you for your patience while I regrouped. I do appreciate it. You know, and you know what's really great, and this was this is, a, and I didn't plan really on speaking about this, but I, I, it, it does 
bear mentioning or bear mention. Hmm. I don't know how to say that correctly. It's worth mentioning that early in the effort, there was a lot of flack toward Pew Science and people say, ah, you're not publishing enough. And I was like, dang, man. I was like, be patient. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's going to be a work in progress. And then, you know, kept doing this over and over and over again. It turns out people realize that it's worth it. And then when I delayed a publication last week and told you that I was purposefully delaying a publication to make sure that I could give you quality, a quality product, a quality del- deliverable, people did not bat an eye. In fact, there were people that told me, you know, Jay, I would rather you not even publish for a month just to do it right for us. And I saw those messages and I was like, and it was more than one person saying stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing, but what I'm saying is like the folks that are paying attention graciously remarked that a short delay in the big scope of things was not something that bothered them and they welcomed it for uh for the qual- for the quality of the product and that to me was one of the most heartwarming things i had ever read because i i do i do feel somewhat pressured because i feel like i've built your expectations but at the same time i'm realistic and i realize that folk a lot of folks don't truly understand the gravity of what goes into this stuff. And that's fine. I don't expect you to, unless you do it, you really don't understand. And that's fine. Um, but when, when folks were saying that, I was like, gosh, thank you. I was like, that, that's really cool that you guys understand that. And, and you're willing to, to verbalize that to me. So I found that to be, uh, uh, you know, I thought that was honorable almost if, if I could use that word, that was cool. So this week we're back. Thank you for your patience. And we're going to go deep this week. I think a lot of you folks have been waiting for this data, so I am extremely pleased to be able to provide it for you. Okay, now a lot of speculation has been put forth with regard to the performance of the sponsor you're going to see this week. So I will greatly enjoy giving you this publication. This is this is like my favorite type of publication where I get to like show something that people are like, what? I'm like, mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like seriously, I like that. I like it when it's a big deal because I it's 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 just everyone wants to talk about it. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, same as you always see, except maybe it's a more popular sciencer. That's what I like. I like it when people see if the if the marketing meets the performance. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. And 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 when it when it doesn't, it's it's like oh whoa that's crazy. And when it does, you're like well let's see it could be even crazier. You know what I mean? So I always like that. So um. I foresee it again as something that will be studied, referenced, scrutinized, and talked about for quite some time. I think so. The data is good. The analysis is great. And the conclusions are meaningful. So sit back, relax, grab that favorite beverage, and take in that sweet, sweet data. You deserve it. Okay? You're worth it. And so are your ears. <laughs> your ears are worth it. Yeah. So and so many guesses. People have been guessing. It's okay. You don't have to wait that much longer. What could it be? RPG? Grenade launcher? I don't know. It could be. 
Could be one of them 40 millimeters. No, I don't know. Uh, it could be, though. No, stay tuned. Stay tuned, okay? Okay. <laughs> Let's move in. <laughs> I did want to give you that update, though, so you're not lynching me, literally. Um, topic two at a time of 16 minutes and 11 seconds. Okay, topic two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really did want to speak about this because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. What do you guys use to kill deer? Are you actually using 300 blackout to kill deer? You know, I'm thinking I might try supersonic this year. I might make that jump. Um, I, I And I, I am asking this to you folks. I do know that some of you do. Some of you have shown me photographs with your weapon and animal after your deer murders, which I love to see. Anytime you want to send me a murdered animal uh, that you've murdered yourself, you know, uh, legally, please. <laughs> uh, that is awesome. And uh, I, I would love to see those photos. That really, that's really cool. I'm a hunter, so I, I get off on that. Like, that's like, I love, I love speaking about hunting with people. I like learning about your, the experiences you've had. I love um, hearing about how, what you've learned, the challenges you've overcome, the technique, your joys, your successes, your failures. Like, that's just, you know. It's like when you talk to a car guy, you talk about, uh, you can talk about compression ratio all day. I don't know what you talk about. I mean, uh, you can geek out on anything, right? Well, I geek out on hunting. I think it's cool. So, so yeah, let me know. Um, I'm thinking, and so again, a lot of you showed me 300 blackout. If you are, if you're a 300 blackout hunter, I want to know everything. I want to know everything about the ammo you're using and everything. So I, um, Look at the photo I posted with this episode. It's it's that I, I took the machine gun lower there. Um, it's a 300 blackout machine gun. I put the, you put the seven inch barrel. Um, remember, I don't know. Some of you saw that upper. I built that upper a while back. It's the Voltor MUR with the most tech seven inch one in five twist barrel. It's got a super, superlative arms gas block. It's got the Q Honey Badger handguard on it, and I it has a an NP3 coated. Radiant Raptor SD charging handle, which kind of, I think, personally sets off the handguard a little bit. It's like a little accent color for it. The rest of it's gray and black. I just think it's tasteful. Um, it's cool. And I, um, if you remember correctly, I built that and I was messing with it. And I was trying to use an A5 system with it. And I wanted to get it super quiet. And I found I used like a super heavy A5 buffer. And I could not bleed the gas down enough or rather i could not what could i not do i'm trying to remember i'm going off of memory oh that's right i couldn't open the gas enough i couldn't the port the port the gas port on the barrel wasn't big enough to cycle with the heaviest a5 or whatever with with certain with like think sub subsonics or something and i can't remember what silencer i was using now I do remember um, I I was messing around with some of my, my personal silencers at the time, and this was this is when I was still borrowing silencers from people to test, and also like I didn't have you know or Pew Science didn't have an SOT yet, um, and so I was like messing with some of my personal silencers, and I had some of my personal like I had a rugged surge and a rugged radiant, and I I had these delusions that my rugged radiant was going to be quiet enough on this gun. 
And uh, I don't know if you guys remember that, but that thing's not quiet enough for me. I bought. I, I was one of the first. I was probably the first consumer, or one of the first consumers to buy the Rugged Radiant. I promise you. I, I got to pick my serial number, and that thing is not quite and that's just like that speaks to like why i'm running pew science guys like don't be fooled by marketing and i mean that's a cool silencer but it ain't the quietest silencer by any stretch of the imagination by on any planet you would no, no one who who has a rugged rating is like man my silencer's quiet i'm not saying it's a bad silencer but i'm saying if you want the quietest it's not even in the running dude it's not even close so and it's quieter than a lot of other silencers. And that shows you how, like, I mean, and frankly, if you're curious about how loud the rating is on Supersonic 308 in both configurations, those sound signature reviews have been on PewScience.com for quite some time. Okay, that, that silencer is one of the most studied silencers by PewScience because it's part of my personal collection. In fact, the rugged rifle silencers, I know so much about those silencers in and out. The, uh, and, and I've used them to kill so many things too. Like I have so I have so much experience with those and I've characterized them so much. I think I might know more about their performance than... I would venture to say rugged does or anybody because I've done, I've done studies comparing that you had, you never even seen to understand the, the, the flow phenomenology because they're very simple silencers. And so anyway, I was going to use that silencer. It's like, that's loud. So I put my rugged surge on there and I was like, okay, that's way better in the full configuration. I was like, that's way better. Okay. That's cool. Um, well, I put a Hyperion on there now. I mean, back then, I didn't even know what a Hyperion was, really. Excuse me. I mean, I, I kind of did. I knew what it was, but I had never, I had no experience with it. Or I hadn't tested it or anything. And, uh, or at least I, I don't remember. I, just, I don't remember exactly. I mean, I know when I bought the Radiant, I didn't know what a Hyperion was. And so, yeah, it's definitely on there now. I think it's crazy. Um... I have that that Q Honey Badger handguard on there. I, it's cool because it's like super grippable and lightweight. It's just so small. If you want like a small PDW type gun, that I'm telling you, that Honey Badger handguard, it is small. I mean, it's really it's not that it's not the strongest thing you're ever gonna see. It's M lock, which I think is lame. Um, you know, I have a <laughs> I have a Knight's Armament free float tiny rail and i i don't know if it will f i don't know if i can use the hyperion you know what i just realized that if i couldn't fit the hyperion on because the barrel was too short i just realized i could use a thread adapter oh my god am i gonna switch that handguard out from the q honey badger handguard to the knights <gasps> guys wouldn't that look i gotta i gotta do the mock-up oh my god what if it looks awesome little knight's handguard on that gun that would pop right oh and then you know i'm switching the the charging handle out to a black one. Ooh, it has the black eotech on it it's all blacked out Ooh, i'm sorry i'm getting derailed but i'm just dreaming about a gun right now i could build Ooh, man i'm just thinking about how that would look oh and i could put a grip pod on it because it's picatinny Ooh. I could, you know, it has that one in five twist most tech barrel. So I was thinking enough about the gun, enough about the gun. No, um, I was thinking I'm going to hunt deer with my fix in 308, right? I mean, I just 308 is so good for whitetail. I love it, dude. It's kill all my deer. 
I'm old fashioned. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of converting that fix to a 6.5 because um, due to a gracious benefactor who shall not be named, um, I now have a 6.5 Creedmoor barrel for my fix chambered by uh, Dave Tooley. That's right. Um, it is uh, supposedly... As the kids say, fire. It is, by all accounts, um, probably the the best um, type of fixed barrel you could buy. Uh, those are not offered by Q anymore. But um, but yeah, people tell me. Some people people tell me. That Mr. Tooley chambers a good barrel, so I, I think to myself, should I change that out now? If I have it all zeroed up with my 308 already, and it's all set, I'm like, I have my ammo all stashed. I'm like, I don't want to. I I want to. I want to change it to 6.5, but I might wait till after the season. You feel me? I think I'm gonna use this murder weapon, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna change this to 6.5 after, just to see the difference, or maybe not. You know, if I'm only doing hunting, I'm not doing long range, maybe I take that 6.5 barrel and I build a different thing with it. I actually called Adam and I was like, or texted him, and I was like, hey, Adam, like, uh, can I have <laughs> some fixed parts so I can build a fix around this barrel? I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, so I was thinking if I had the opportunity, maybe I would try 300 blackout at close-ish close range. You know, maybe on a doe kill or something. Maybe I would I would pop my three hundred blackout hunting deer hunting cherry this year. You know, like go go unmagnified EOTech. Unmagnified EOTech within seventy five yards or something. Supersonic three hundred blackout out of a seven inch barrel, one and five twist, Hyperion. I don't know. I feel if I like if I mess it up, semi-auto, I hit her again. I don't know. Like you know, I say I say you know I say that, but multiple shots on an animal is actually way harder than it seems. Like <laughs> in an open field where you can lead as they run, like with hogs, sure, it's doable. But with a deer, depending on how they run, it's gonna be it's it's super. Sometimes it's super tough to get them uh, unless they stand still. If they're running, dude, it is not. I mean, it can be done, but you you don't want to count on that. Uh, it's not the cleanest. I mean, it can be done, okay? and sometimes it has to be done. But uh, you like you you want to use one shot. And uh, so yeah, I feel. You know, if I use a good bullet and I use good shot placement, I feel like there is no reason a supersonic three hundred blackout won't do the job. There's physically, I mean, just the physics of it, it, sh it should work. I mean, the, you can kill a deer with way less than that. People have been killing deer with 3030s for longer than all you've been alive. So I think that 3030s probably killed more deer in the United States than any other gun, right? Isn't that true? Probably true. If it's not true, eh, it could be. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, and if it works, it'll be neat. It'll give me more confidence with it. I'm, you know, I'm not going. I don't think this year I'm going trophy hunting with it. You know, and if you you want my opinion on that, you can tune into the last episode where I talk about that, um, so you can understand what I mean by trophy hunting. Um, I take a trophy to take a memento of the occasion and of the work, 
you know, but you know, if I'm doing wildlife management at close range for a doe, I might give it a, I might give this a try, you know, I maybe. I it, it's good. I think it's going to depend how the hunts go this year and how I feel with the fix with the full-size silencer. I'm excited to use that Swarovski scope finally on an animal. I am so excited for that, so we'll see. I might just stick to the 308 fix for everything just cuz it's such a cool setup like I don't know. That's the thing. When you have options and choices, sometimes you stick with what you want and what you like. Sometimes you branch out. It's going to depend. Okay? It's going to depend. So I kind of wanted to ask you folks, what do you use for deer? Like, what cartridge do you, and what gun? Mm, excuse me. You know? So let, let me know. Let me know in the Instagram comments for this episode, maybe. I mean, that's a good place. You know, let's have a discussion. You know, I think it'll be cool to know. I... I'll try to make the caption ask the question too, if I can remember when I post this. I hope I'll remember. Um, that way, maybe it'll be a good prompt. If it doesn't work, maybe you DM, maybe you DM me or you email me or something. We'll talk about it next time. Maybe I'll bring it up next time on the podcast. I'll collect your responses and we'll talk about your experiences. I don't know. I, I just want to know. I want to know what you guys are all using for deer, like whether it be whitetail or mule deer. I don't know if you, any of you guys are shooting coos deer. You might be. Blacktail? <laughs> probably not. You're probably all shooting whitetail deer and mule deer, I'm assuming. But yeah, that'd be a cool discussion. Now let you know, let me oh, also let me know what silencer you're using. Hopefully you're using a silencer. If not, man, you have so many great choices nowadays. I hope I hope you get started on the process to get one soon. If you and by all like in all seriousness, like I'm being very sincere, if you do not have a silencer. I hope that you get started on the process to get one soon. And if you are a hunter that uses a 30 caliber bolt gun and you don't have a silencer for it, guys, there's so much 30 caliber bolt gun silencer data on my website. Like, just go to PewScience.com and look. I mean, you would be hard-pressed not to find something that will work for you. Okay? So, please, please, I implore you get a silencer it will change your hunting life and if 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 silencers aren't legal for hunting where you live well that sucks you should move (laughs) whenever you can okay topic three at a time of 30 minutes and 36 seconds Uh, 30 minutes Hmm. are we gonna have enough time for this i feel like we are Topic three, listener questions. That's right. Let's dive back in. <laughs> Your questions are always great. You know, they are. So let's let's head back into the spreadsheet and pick up where we left off last time. How does that sound? I think that seems reasonable. I think, uh, I feel like we have some momentum. So I want to keep it going. Okay, I feel like I learn a little something every time we do this. I think some of you guys do too. So I feel like we'll do it together. Go to our spreadsheet here. I feel like it's a good idea. Okay. All right. Man. That's right. How much? Oh, man. There's so many dang questions, too. Oh, we'll see how far we get. Okay. I'm going to actually, let me move this so I can see the timer so I don't go a little bit too crazy. Let me get some water. Okay. All right. So, last. okay. So, last time, last time um, in the listener questions, in the last episode, um, the last question we answered was question 141, sub-question 13 of the third solicitation. And that question was, uh, this later gentleman asked, they asked, um, 
if we would be showing 30 caliber silencer data on the Mark 18 to understand the effect of back pressure at the at-ear sound signature to the shooter. Um, and, uh, you know, this person is specifically asking about the ejection port signature. Um, and I went on to discuss that, that yes, for sure, that is something that's in the works, and you will certainly see that many have been tested, and uh, and yeah, um, that's that was a definite yes. And if you would like to hear more, me elaborate more on that answer, you can uh, go back to the previous episode and take a listen. Okay, okay. So let's go now um, to the next question. Uh, question one hundred and forty-two, sub question fourteen of the third solicitation. Thoughts on Sig's new design, claiming less gas blowback than unsuppressed yeah yeah they are this is um so let me let me kind of re add to that let me clarify that question for the audience here um so uh sig who makes the venerable p226 one of the best uh, combat handguns of all time also makes silencers and they have made they have some new uh 3d printed rifle silencers that um, have various degrees of flow rate depending on the model. And some of them, they are claiming that when used on a semi-automatic weapon or automatic weapon, the so-called gas blowback or the symptom caused by early chamber unlocked, usually induced by flow restriction, of their silencer is less than on the gun when the gun has no silencer. Okay, so so Sig is claiming that you have a gun and you're shooting it unsuppressed with no silencer, and there's some and 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 the the bolt velocity is such that it is it is what it is, and then you 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 may experience some kind of blowback out of the ejection port, no silencer, and they're saying they put their silencer on it and it reduces that from unsuppressed. Okay. So interesting. So this, is, so this is a great question. I'm glad you asked this, sir, ma'am. And I think it's topical. It's pertinent. And frankly, it's an important question. And, uh, you know, I first saw those. I, I will tell you, I first saw those silencers a couple of years ago at SHOT Show. I held them at their big booth. They had that. SIG had a big booth there. I think uh, John Hollister was there and stuff. Um, I didn't really talk to him much about them, but I talked to some other guys. Um, so I held the silencers there at the booth. I don't know if they were actually working prototypes or designs that I held, but I did hold them. I held some. I think they might have been tethered to the booth, too. Couldn't really walk around with them. I have not shot them. I have heard directly from some SIG salespeople that the silencers produce less flow restriction than the unsuppressed state. Frankly, I find that hard to believe. Um, in order for that to occur, there must be some very interesting flow rate characteristics going on. Okay. Um, are, you know, are they claiming some kind of low pressure zone, like some kind of low pressure zone creation occurring dynamically such that the flow rate increases as a result of negative pressure zones being formed in the flow field at certain times? Like, is that what they're saying? Like, is that what SIG is saying? I don't know. I don't really know what they're saying. Except for their claim that the silencers produce a flow rate higher than the unsuppressed state. So if that's true, they should offer at least 
at least as high a flow rate as the OSS silencers at a minimum. So I guess we'll see. Okay, so this is, and, and we will, oh, and believe me, we will see. Okay, so this is something that is easily verified by several methods, first of all. So I'm not sure why they would lie or anything, because if they lie, like, it's going to be super easy to figure it out if they're lying. So I don't, I have a feeling they're not lying, which is really crazy. Now, instead of that, it could be that the marketing people saying that don't understand what the design engineers actually did, which often happens with not only silencers, but everything, cars, you name it. Okay, so I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to I'm going to guess I'm going to guess that they created a high flow rate silencer with a vent array. Okay, we'll see. We shall see. It could have a super high flow rate. Does that mean it? it's really loud? Well, we, we saw in the OSS testing that suppression is possible with high flow rate. We saw that in the Hyperion K testing. So we, we have seen exceptionally high flow rate through silencers um, with suppression still being viable. And so is SIG doing that? Maybe. Is there, now, now, is their claim correct? Well, maybe or maybe not. We don't know. So, you know, you're asking, sir, ma'am, you're asking for my thoughts. That's my thoughts. Now, it is, I will say, I'll give you some more thoughts. Now, it is possible that some phenomena is not captured by the Omega metric, maybe. You know, that's actually something I'm studying right now. You know, it. I will say, though, the Omega metric has been shown to be incredibly robust for many silencer designs. It's It's based on very simple physics, and... Will it be able to capture the behavior of these new SIG silencers? Well, I guess we shall see. We, we, we won't know until we know. You understand? Um, so, yeah, I mean, right now, the Omega metric captures the OSS behavior. It captures the Surefire behavior. It captures CGS behavior. It captures the Rugged behavior. It captures the Q behavior. All of these are different silencer designs, and it, and, and it captures all of them. So the so the the proving ground pedigree for the robustness of the omega metric is pretty good. Uh, that's a bunch of silencers that work in different ways. Okay, now will SIG be another type, or is it so radically different that the metric is too simple? And maybe have I glossed over some things? And maybe it's not correlating as good as we thought. Maybe there's too much slop in it. I don't know. Stay tuned. There might be an update. About the Omega metric, maybe, or at least cataloging it. But um, I don't know. You know, this SIG design, it's it's a big, you know, you would think that if this did this, you would see um you would see you would you would see videos. Like I don't like you know, we you know how you could prove this. You could prove this in many ways. I don't understand why I would if I did something like that. And it suppressed and completely changed the flow rate of the system in a way that it expelled gas faster than without the silencer. Like, I would be showing instrumented test results on my website, dude. I would be, show, I would be showing that. I'd be like, look what it does. I don't, so I don't, I, 
people are saying that and then some people have the silencers and like they're not saying like i don't so i'm like do, do do people just not know how to quantify that and they don't know what how to sh- how to market it or are these are these just not out yet and like no one has them I, it's, it's fishy to me it doesn't make any sense it's like everyone's talking about this and they said this in a video and stuff and i'm like okay well and then and then these sales guys told me that too and i was like really like one guy was like yeah we had we had a gun and i shot the gun and then i put and then i shot the same gun with the silencer and it it was better it was less blowback and i said you shot this gun you shot that gun the same day he's like well no not the same day and i was like uh okay so it wasn't the same gun he's like you know it was the same gun i was like oh so it was the same gun and you shot and you you took the silencer off and you put the silencer on and it was this and you shot that gun and he's like well no it was a different day i was like oh okay so so you didn't do it you didn't do what you're saying and this is the, this is like a this is like a salesperson a sig, a, the guy at sig a, at a show i was like okay well well don't tell me that you've done that if you haven't done it like you're just gonna confuse people like that's not that's not good information at all like don't that's misleading <laughs> Now I'm not saying it's I'm not saying the dude I'm not I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying like I have no evidence to support that this is real at all other than people saying things. And we all know how good that has been for 30 years. <laughs> okay? All right, next question. Next. Question 143, sub question 15 of the um third solicitation any plans to test captured springs you know i have been asked that a lot um for like uh, for years um now i think your goal sir ma'am um is is to know how it's going to influence the at ear signature on the ar-15 i'm going to go out on a limb and say that Okay, I'm going to say something that might not make people very happy. I predict that things like that are going to make less of a difference than the silencer, the gas system, the buffer weight, and other little things like that in the rifle. I think that I think the silent capture spring assemblies probably are going to make a difference to the shooter, but whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze for the shooting without ears, I guess we'll see, man. I, I think that if you end up being a responsible shooter with an AR, you're going to be inclined to use hearing protection for everything except the hunting scenarios type stuff, I think. I think really, like, I think we're going to end up seeing that on SBRs at least. And now longer barrel ARs? Ah, maybe that type of thing can pay some dividends. But to answer your question, sir, ma'am, yeah, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to test. I'm going to test it. I will. But not right now. Okay. I might add that to a uh, little tail end of another program. You know, I'm going to make myself a note right now. Topic three here. Let's see. Note. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about a JP uh, silent capture spring. JPSCS. I'm going to notate that because I think if I do another, I, knew, I I have to go back out with the Mark 18, by the way, to do some, to capture some, well, to correct, <laughs> to correct something, an error I made in, on one test and then also to, um, test some more silencers that I didn't have at the time. Um, and so maybe I can add that on that to the back end or something. And maybe I can like, someone can send me a, someone can send me one of the, I don't want to buy one. I might, I am, I, well, you know, just to answer one guy, like, I mean, some, I know people have been asking about this, but frankly, it's like in the big scope of things, I don't think it's a big deal, but I know people want to know. So I will do the test. 
I think that it would be good to set set some speculation to rest. So if if one of you wants to, if one of you wants to send me one, if not, I'll buy one, whatever, and I'll do a couple tests like with silencers that were tested on the other other method, and we'll compare that ear signature, see if we can see any see any favorable so see, see any favorable stuff on it. Maybe you know so we. But the, what the challenge is, you have to do a controlled test in which you have the mat, you keep the mass constant, right? Man, the spring rate's going to change. It's going to be tricky. I don't know. We can do it. We can do. We we can design an experimental setup that will be appropriate to understand uh, the ver- the the question and approach the variables of interest intelligently. I think. Okay. Okay. Good question. So it is a good question. I don't mean to. I don't mean to downplay the need, sir, ma'am. I, I don't mean to say that you're asking something that's stupid because i i'm not saying that i am i'm just saying that to do it correctly is is is, is this going to be worth the is the juice going to be worth the squeeze in general for this to even to even study this because to give you a really good answer our experimental setup is going to need to be tight and we're going to really need to understand exactly what we're telling you when we get an answer <clears throat> Because if you test a silent capture spring system versus another system, and 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 uh, multiple variables change, and you could have achieved achieved the same result with like a heavier buffer or a lighter buffer or whatever, then the then the results are stupid, in my opinion. Understand? Okay. Okay. Now, next question. Question one hundred forty four. Sub question sixteen. Is there a way to convert the rating? of a can tested with 308 supers to what the rating would be with 300 blackout. Okay, so let me, I'm going to repeat this question, um, adding some words so we're all on the same page. This lady or gentleman is asking, is there a way to convert the suppression rating of a silencer um, that was tested with 308 supersonic rounds to... The suppression rating of the same silencer using the 300 blackout cartridge, whether and and they didn't spe- um, they didn't specify, but I'm assuming they mean subsonic. But let's say they're meaning supersonic or subsonic 300 blackout. So they want to take the suppression rating of a of a silencer on 308 20 inch, and this person is asking if they can somehow if there's a conversion factor or adjustment factor they can apply to then translate that result to a 300 blackout subsonic or 300 blackout supersonic on whatever barrel length or something like that. Okay, that's the question. Okay, it's a good question. Um, I think my answer is that no, there is not a way, at least not yet. Will there be a way in the future? Possibly. You know, that's a big, that and, and me saying possibly is a big statement. Um, I'm discovering some things with regard to cartridge combustion duration with supersonic rounds, and frankly, there might be some interesting artifacts that occur when the duration changes, okay, with, with regard to how certain silencer internals are utilized. You know, I'm seeing some things in the comparison of supersonic 308 and 556 that's highlighting some interesting phenomena. And I postulate that supersonic 300 blackout might do some interesting things. Now, is it going to behave like supersonic 556 in its relation to 308? You know, I'm not sure yet. There are, there are things that are similar between supersonic 556 and supersonic 300 blackout, and there are things that are different. Okay, so right now, the supersonic 308 stuff is a different animal. 
due to the combustion volume. Okay, so as I flush out some more 556 parameters, I think I think we'll know more. Um, I'm sorry, I can't give you a better answer to this right now. I, the real answer is that maybe eventually that will be possible. I will say that if I end up being able to do that, if I pull that off, that's that's a really big deal. Like I'm not sure you understand. Like you might understand, but for those of you just tuning in, like if if that is possible to do, like you know that's like that's big. Like that would be insanely insanely valuable to be able to do that. You know that, right? So just just so you know, that's so I'm, I wouldn't say it's the holy grail, but it's definitely a big deal and i'm pretty sure that it could possibly revolutionize further the state of practice um so yeah no pressure right <laughs> thanks dude <laughs> i mean good question but oh my gosh hey jay can you um turn water into wine please uh, for my next trick no dude i mean i, I love when you think big but what do you think? Who do you think I am? No, I maybe, dude. I don't know the answer. I'm, 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 I'm being, I'm, I'm being a little hyperbolic now, but I, or facetious or whatever the word is. But uh, yeah, I think, I think, um, I like the cut of your jib, sir, ma'am. It's a good question. Um, I like, I like that question. Now, next question. <laughs> question one hundred and forty-five. Sub question seventeen. How often should a suppressed rifle be cleaned and maintained? Hmm. That's a good question. It's a hard question. I mean, are you talking about a suppressed rifle or a suppressed rifle silencer? My friend. If a suppressed rifle, uh, it's going to depend on the silencer and the system, man. Um, some silencers, like really low omega metric silencers, like an OSS, for example, they're going to result in less added fouling to the rifle system, okay? So you may clean that rifle with the same frequency you clean an unsuppressed rifle, okay? Some people let their systems go for a long time without cleaning. Others are more careful and conscientious about it, okay? It all depends on what you're you're doing with the weapon and what your cleaning practices are, okay? It, 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 it depends. And now, I can tell you this much. If you are shooting a high back pressure silencer on an AR-15, for example, that means like a very high omega metric silencer for your cartridge. Don't get too just calm down. Um, for example, and, and that and that silencer has like if that silencer has really high back pressure and you're running a port size that doesn't quite keep that bolt closed long enough, you might get your rifle so dirty so fast that you won't even know what you're dealing with. I've seen some insanely dirty rifles. Heck, I've done it. I've done it to the Mark 18. I've induced malfunctions with the Mark 18 due to fouling from suppressed use, dude. So, I mean, it's all about what you're doing with your rifle. I promise. What silencer, it's all about what your silencer, what silencer you're using and how your rifle's set up. Okay, now now another thing, I will say this. Another thing that people don't think about much is bolt-action rifles. Even a bolt-action rifle will, in, will incur a greater amount of fouling in the action when using a silencer. Okay, it's noticeable for sure. It will influence how often you clean the rifle, 100%. I think suppressed shooting is awesome, but knowing that it will mandate more frequent cleaning is very important for you to know. 
Okay, now, now, sir or ma'am, if, if your question was actually about silencers and not the rifle, well, we'll tackle that on a later episode, okay? I've heard quotes of around 1,000 rounds or so for rifle silencers, but I think that seems reasonable. It might depend, but... But yeah, so I hope, I know your question, sir, man, was how often she use a suppressed rifle be clean and maintained? I, that's my long answer. My short answer is at least as much as your unsuppressed rifle. And depending on the silencer, possibly much more. I know that, I hope that's satisfactory for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, question 146, sub-question 18. If we listeners want to offer parts for testing... What is the procedure? Oh, sir, ma'am, what a topical, what, what, how, how great, what, what question was it in which we spoke about the, uh, the silent capture spring? Oh, that was, uh, question 143, sub question 15. Now on, on question 140, 146, sub question 18, this, this listener is saying, if we want to offer parts for testing, what's the procedure? I say, first of all, thank you. Second of all, shoot me an email. Tech at PewScience.com. That's T-E-C-H at PewScience.com. I will speak about it with you, sir, ma'am. Due to test scheduling, I try not to hold on to your parts for a long period of time. So a lot of times I'm hesitant to accept parts from people. Sometimes it does work out. So go ahead, email me, and we'll talk about it, okay? Thank you for your kindness and your generosity. That is, that's a that's nice of you to ask. Basically, asking, if, we, if we want to help you, how can we help you? TechPewScience.com, my friends. Thank you so much. And you know, some I will say, and if you're listening, folks, that have sent me silencers, your silencers are safe and sound. I probably just need to take some pictures of them and send them back to you. I, uh, I'm done testing them. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, people sent me their Form 4 silencers, guys. Like, don't, don't worry. So... I mean, people are sending me silencers. If you want to send me a spring or a buffer, that's awesome too. Some people send me mounts. They're awesome. Like so the the Pew Science family comes through, dude. Like they are awesome. It. I'm telling you, when I mean this is grassroots, it literally is. People are coming out of the woodwork to help with this stuff. So thank you for this question. I hope it inspires others to help. And if not, well, we'll make it. <laughs> okay. Um, question 147. Sub-question 19. Plans to test the YHM Turbo T2? Excellent question. And the answer is absolutely. Absolutely. I actually want to do that in my next Mark 18 series. So, I, And we've barely scratched the surface from the current series data. So you've barely seen any. You've only seen like three, four tests so far. So, yeah, for sure. I... I would, you know what, and I and I want to say this, I would have tested it last time, but I had so much to get through that I simply didn't get to it, okay? But it's on the list for sure. I can assure you of that. It's probably one of the most requested silencer evaluations to Pew Science in general. So when you're asking me if I have plans, I, yeah, I have big plans. <laughs> yeah. Um, question 148, sub-question 20. Why isn't there a better way to attach a suppressor to a pistol. <laughs> I know. I know who asked this. Bro, I know. I know. I, you know, I'm hoping that my cam lock discussions are paying dividends. Oh, shout out to uh, a Reddit user. I saw he posted on Reddit today. I, I was busy, but I, I popped into the NFA subreddit just to check it out, see what was going on. 
see what was going down in Chinatown. And um, the dude was like talking about discussing Camlock and he tagged me in there. And he's like, he's like, man, he's like, I know not to grease it. I'm like, dude, for real. I'm glad we figured that out. Blah, blah, blah. I think my Camlock discussions are paying dividends. The, I've been hammering that. I hammered that on a couple of episodes. I hammered it on social media. I made people aware of it. I, I kind of brought some awareness back to it. People are talking about it. I think people. I think that people are paying attention, and I think the manufacturers heard the call. I think they're continuing to innovate, and they're making things happen behind the scenes. That's my. That's my wish. That's my hope. I think I see things to support that guess. I don't know the status, but I'm. I'm hoping people are not losing momentum on that. Okay, so hopefully some of them are listening right now, and work is ongoing in a way that it's going to pay dividends for the industry. And for consumers. Okay. I mean, that's what I hope. Now, I really, I, and I really do mean when I, what I say when I, I just want the best stuff. Okay. Like, I think some people might find that a little off putting or selfish, like when I say that. But, man, I, frankly, I'm not sure of a better way to force change than to do what I'm doing. Right. Like, if there's a better way, let me know. I think raising the education bar of the consumer base is the most long-term way that's going to pay high dividends and effective way to pay high dividends. And I'm in this for the long game. I think that if a rising tide raises all ships, and if and if you raise the base level of education of the consumer in a market segment, you get better products because the consumers themselves are holding the industry accountable. Okay? Am, am I getting heated a little bit, frankly? I am. This is important. This is what the purpose of Pew Science. Okay. Next question. Question 149, sub-question 21. I <laughs> can't be mad at you. How does distance from the shooter's ear alone impact perceived sound? It impacts it directly, my friend. Noticeably. And it's one of the most important factors in the perceived sound signature from suppressed small arms. The distance, the distance from the shooter's ear. Think about it, guys. Exponential decay that a, that a, a pressure wave exhibits in the in free air, uh, with regard to distance. Come on, it's so important. It it's so important. It can completely drive the suppression rating in some cases. Okay, this is actually part of the reason why longer silencers are quieter to the shooter on a bolt action. It's not just that the muzzle signature is quieter, but it's that the source of that signature is further away from the shooter's ear, so the resulting at-ear signature gets lower too. It happens, bro. It matters. Everything matters. It, you know, is it as important as the suppression itself? Well, no. But it's a factor. For sure. Everything matters. This factor, it's very important, and it also manifests itself on semi-autos in the same way and in the way the stock is held and the actual position of the collapsible stock. You know, you if you notice, guys, guys, listen. If you notice, in the sound signature reviews for the Mark 18, I have given you in the title of the plots the actual stock position of the weapon when fired. And in the Mark 18 public research supplement host article I wrote for you, I give you the exact weapon configuration and the stock type. So you should be able to duplicate that setup. 
So really, that should tell you how important that is, okay? Like, I'm going to great lengths to make this standard correct, all right? There is no, there is no, listen, there is no other entity on earth that is testing as carefully as me for you. There, there is nobody. Nobody. And, and you see this in the data. That's why things like this, minute changes in head position can completely change the outcome of the ear signature, my friends. How important do you think test setup is? It is literally everything. And that is one reason I know everyone else's data is suspect. I can see in their YouTube videos for the past three decades, there are at least 10 things wrong in every video I've seen. And that includes the recent videos that have been published within, let's say, the past week. Pick a time frame. It is the Wild West out there. It's the Wild West out there, not a Pew Science. We're colonizing, baby. There's the government. And we are here to help. <laughs> You're like, this is getting weird. He's invoking Reagan. Um, yeah, but to answer your question, sir, ma'am, um, you know, how, how does the distance from the shooter's ear alone impact perceived sound? It, it, it um, technically, I, I know I just went on a diatribe for you. Uh, the technical answer is that it affects it in both uh, amplitude decay and angle of incidence. So the um, the amplitude decays um, in accordance with a, a a decay law with distance. So that lowers that lowers the overall loudness, and it happens relatively quickly. Um, the and the and the angle of incidence the the angle at which the wave impinges upon your head can change um, the resulting perceived sound signature in accordance with the interaction with the transfer function around the human head. So um, that, that that's the tech that that's a technical note for you. Um, I think a full technical explanation is beyond the scope of this podcast. Um, and frankly, beyond the scope of what I'm going to discuss with you publicly. But um, it is important. And if you're if you're thinking about getting more standoff distance to have less hearing risk, your line of thinking is well-intentioned and prudent. Okay, that's a great question. Okay, let's, how much time we have? Okay, we're about an hour in, hour and three minutes. Let's do one more. How about that? Let's do another, we'll do one more question for today. A good round number here. Um, Question 150, sub-question 22. Are 5.56 cans still relevant compared to 30 caliber cans? You know, I swear we answered a question just like this. Scroll up. I swear I answered this. I bet you it was... I'm I'm going to my other tab. I'm going back to solicitation two. Just bear with me for a moment, please, folks. Okay. 
Hmm. Well, I can't find it right now, but um. Yeah. Hold on a second. Oh, you know what I'm getting mixed up about? Um, someone in 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 question eighty, sub question nine of the second solicitation, someone asked if the Surefire RC two was a relevant dedicated five five six silencer, and my answer was yeah, it was absolutely relevant. I went on to talk about why. So if you're interested in that, that was question number eighty, sub question nine of the second solicitation. So now we're on we're on um, question 150, sub-question 22 of the third solicitation, and this person is asking, it's most likely a different person, they're asking, are 556 cans still relevant compared to 30 caliber cans? So it's a similar question. It's a similar question. My answer, again, is absolutely, and you're going to see why when we progress further into Mark 18 testing, aren't you? Uh, and I can't, I can't wait to show you more of that. I think it's going to be really, really cool. Also, I still can't believe you guys picked the Mark 18, but here we are. I mean, we <laughs> freaking hate that gun. No, I don't. I like, I like it because it's small and fun, but it's not the. It's so loud. It's there's not a lot louder, dude. It's loud, bro. Like that Mark 18 stinks for quiet. You'll wake the dead without a gun. Now, we. But I, all that being said. We may as well learn the most we possibly can from it. And I, for one, am excited about it. Okay, so let's see how far down the rabbit hole we can go. I think it'll be worth it. Okay, I'll make it worth it. I will. The testing so far, it took so much time. I refuse to negate that data and not. I'm, I'm going to extract every bit of usefulness from that data. We will get meaningful analysis and it will be great. It's the bottom line. Pew science. <laughs> Pew science out. No, um, but yeah, we will. So it's a great question. And you're saying, you know, are they relevant? Yeah, they are, bro. Uh, now, is that to say that 30 caliber cans won't just take over? I uh, could. I mean, they kind of already did. And, you know, went away in some ways. Will we understand uh, the difference between the 5.56 cans and 30 caliber cans on 5.56 before this all, all said and done? Yeah, it's part of the goal. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and highlight that last question there. I'm going to save our spreadsheet so we keep track of where we left off. And we have quite a lot to go, but that's no problem because we have quite a lot of episodes to go right here at the J Situation Podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm it's obnoxious now. Closing that. Okay, we're going to move into... So that's, uh, thank you for asking those questions. I love that every time. It's so fun. I do. All right, let's go. Move into topic four, time of one hour. Seven minutes and nine seconds. Okay. Oh, yeah. Great big welcome to our new Pew Science member supporters. Okay. You guys are everywhere. You're across the nation, frankly. It's kind of weird to think about. Every time you join, I look at where you're from. I'm like, oh, so-and-so from Cincinnati. Hi, so-and-so. Isn't that cool? I don't know, man. We're making it happen together. Oh, 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 oh. And I, I forgot to mention, big shout-out to Beretta USA. Great folks. Gr just great folks and and I, I didn't even 
I, wait, is this the? I did. I, did I get my numbers nervous system right. What one? <laughs> Hold on a second. I think I. Guys, I have the sheet that I work off of. I I um. I made a mistake. <laughs> Just bear with me. I'm really not, I'm usually better at this. I promise. Don't don't judge me. Don't judge me for this. I'm a, I'm human like you. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Remember that? That's a good movie. No, but <laughs> uh, back to this. I, I messed something up in my in my notes. Um, no, big shout out to Beretta. I forgot to tell you guys. Um, Beretta USA, they they listen to this podcast, right? I know, I know. It blew my mind too. I was like, what you do? Oh God, what have I said? <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh God, what have I said? How, wait, how many people are listening to this? <laughs> this is getting scary. I was like, oh my God, I need to be more careful. No, do you ever like wonder like how many people hear you say something? You're like, oh my God, how many people heard that heard me say that? Um, I think what I say is mostly good. Um, mostly. And uh, anyway, so the, these Beretta dudes, they listen to this podcast, and they're kind of a big deal. This is their like their product developer guys. These are like the wep- These are the weapons guys. Okay, these are not like oh, there's marketing dudes. Like these are weapons guys, and they listen to this. So um, so that's awesome. And they sent me Seiko conversion kits. For the for the Seiko TRG M10, they sent me 338 Lapua Magnum barrels with bolts and mags, like I'm talking in the box, like in the plastic. I mean, that that's not that's not you know a, a trivial item to send send to somebody, and I they, I they came in 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 the UPS there in the mail, and I I opened it, I said, oh my goodness, I I thanked I thanked uh, Mr. Bredeman there. And uh, they graciously want to contribute to the test effort. They have a high, uh, obviously have a high interest in the Seiko rifle. Um, you know, Breda has a strong relationship with Seiko, and and so yeah, they you know, and he, and he, hearing from folks like Beretta, that is that is crazy. You know, they support the research and they want to help. And how is how insane is that, Beretta guy? Like that's like that's like a big that to me. I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. Like I I don't know. Pretty honored about it. So I wanted to publicly thank them. I want to let them know that I'm very thankful and I wanted everyone to know that Beretta is awesome. So if you see Beretta, give them a high five and uh buy, I don't know, go buy an M9 or something. <laughs> I you know I've been trying to buy a 21. I you know I Sound Signature Sound Signature Review 2 had a Beretta 21, but it wasn't mine. It was my buddy Craig's. And uh, I want, I want my own threaded twenty one. Put my rugged Oculus on that. That'd be cool. So if anyone's listening, and they know a, a lead on a twenty one. I've been trying to buy one from distributors. They've been all sold out. I think that's a cool. And I, I love my Beretta seventy one. I think Berettas are cool guns. The twenty twos are so great too. They're like real guns. They're awesome. I saw Beretta made a, they made a bolt action rifle. I saw this the other day where the bolt rotates like an AR bolt and it's like really fast 
I don't think it takes AR mags though, but it looks cool. And I was like, well, that's cool. I want to put a silencer on that. So I was thinking about that too. Maybe I should talk to the Beretta, Beretta man about that, but that was cool. So yeah, so thanks to Beretta. That was one thing I wanted to say. And I wanted to say that all the Pew Science members that have joined recently, you guys are awesome. I caught back up on emails this past weekend. And you guys have such cool questions. Uh, the pro members, you guys really ask a lot of cool stuff. You share such great things about your setups too. I really like I like the ideas that you put forth about the effort and about Pew Science. And I, I find it incredibly interesting to learn about all of your backgrounds. It's great. Like it's it's inspiring actually. Like I get emails from scientists, engineers, doctors, college kids, welders, farmers, teachers, like kid kids that are about to turn twenty one. And, and buy their first silencers. I get uh, from soldiers, from Marines, all kinds of military dudes, law enforcement officers, manufacturers, weapons developers like Beretta. It's crazy, guys. We're doing it. I feel like it's a family. I wish we... I need to build a compound. I could uh, have you all over. We could... Sing songs. No, that's a, that's a slippery slope, guys. <laughs> no, I could I could have people, uh, the guests on the podcast, they could come to the compound. We could have a chat. It'd be cool. Maybe we do a podcast video. Uh, you know, it's like it takes so much time. This I can just do it in one shot. Boom, bam, beam. It's like very um, very efficient for me. High quality. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about it. But, you know, the, the effort's growing so much and everyone's so involved and great. Um, man, I look forward to seeing some of you. Hopefully, you know, maybe I'll go to SHOT Show. I don't know. It's, I wish there's, there's no consumers there, though. You know, it sucked that NRA got canceled. I know we don't like the NRA, but the, the, the expo they put on, I tell you what, that's the biggest consumer firearms show in the country. And, or, you know, the, the show that's open to consumers, rather. And, the, you know, the amount of people you can see there and interact with is really cool. So, I don't know. Maybe there's another... And, you know, Knob Creek's done, so you can't really go there anymore. You know, maybe maybe there's some other gathering we could all meet up and go, you know, hang out and talk and maybe have a beer. You know, not an IPA, but like a beer. <laughs> a glass of whiskey or something. That'd be cool. Or maybe, you know, maybe just a, gla- a glass of sparkling water if you're trying... If you're, you know, if you're... You, know, you want to fall off the wagon. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is I appreciate all your help. I appreciate all your support. Thank you for making this happen. Stay tuned this week. Okay, there is data coming for you. Buckle up. Probably going to be a big one. Or maybe not. It probably is. All right. I <laughs> will talk to you folks again soon. Bye.